seem to be like almost more concerned with uh, microtransactions yeah, and blah, blah, blah. or whatever they just had planned. And it's mm -hmm. not like they're going to change. Now, I, I get it. You can't just decide to switch on a dime just because mm -hmm. all of a sudden <laughs> something went wrong or whatever. But... Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, that's the thing that when you sit there and you look at it, like, you can't. You can't sit there and. Like, uh, what was it? The thing is, like, you know, I remember they did an interview a long time ago with. Um, with one of like the, the the heads of like the World of Warcraft division, and they were sitting there saying that it's like if you ever want to know what it's like to play God, like run an MMO and you'll understand. And they're like, you just can't, you can't please everybody all the time because you do one thing and then it sits there and it pisses off one group, and then you switch it for that group, and then you piss off the original group that were happy. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, you can't you can't win. <laughs> you can't win. Yeah, and that was the thing that they're doing. And 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 the sad part is, is they sit there and they get to that point where they're they're, you know, like they're trying to balance out this game and go back and forth and blah blah blah. And we need to make these people happier. No, we need to make those people happy. And then you have the whole big Activision that's behind them, like you need to make money. And <laughs> so it's like they're pushing more and more all these like micro micro look micro transaction stuff. And it's sad. Like, it really is sad. And another thing that's unfortunate is a lot of times you can't you can't turn a ship that big quickly. So mm -hmm. it seems that, like, one of the reasons why I was telling people I like ESO, I there isn't really that much of an end game. Like, there's veteran runs and some dungeons and things like that. But there's so many quests along the game that have nothing to do with, like, being an end game. So it's not like when you're playing, like you're in Stormwind as a level one or something, and you're fighting rats and, and, and you know, it's like, oh man, I can't wait till I can at least get to like Molten Core or something like that. Like, mm -hmm. most of the time, that's what you're waiting for. Like, yeah, sure, you might do some of the early on dungeons, but in Elder Scrolls, like, it's more about just playing the game. It's like, oh, let me go to this town and quest. Let me go to this town. Let mm -hmm. me do this dungeon. Let me do this dungeon. It's not like, oh, to see the really fun part of this game. I have to get to level uh, uh, level 50 or max level. And I think the problem is is that that ends up hurting people too much. Uh, mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. what happens is that if everyone's rushing to get to that max level, then what happens when they get there? They're going to either burn through the content and then be pissed, or <laughs> they're going to be like, oh, I don't, th this, uh, I don't like this endgame. What, fix something else. So what else are you going to do? Because really, dailies is the only uh, thing you could do when you're that high level. Like, yeah. And and that's the thing is, like, look at look at how many stories we hear of... And this is hilarious because we're doing the whole, like, thing that could be in the show <laughs> before well, the show. Well, it technically is. I'm, I'm running everything because it's also... I'm testing. I'm looking. Okay. But either, either way, this is a good test. But, like, one of the things is, like, how often... And I know you, you're just like me because we both do the same thing where we'll look up, you know, different gaming sites and see news and all that. Like, they'll announce like, oh, here's XYZ expansion from World of Warcraft. And then you literally hear within four hours of the expansion launching, like, are you the people getting worlds first for maxing level, worlds right. first for completing the first raid? And it's like, dude, enjoy the game, dude. Because, and, and that's the sad part is, to your point, those are the people that, complain right away like oh there's nothing to do in the expansion pack it's like dude 
you did like everything that you were supposed to take your time doing in a couple of hours because you wanted to be the the first person to do this. And like now you're mad that there's nothing to do. It's like, look, I'm sorry. Yeah. Even in fallout 76. Okay. It has problems. We all know that it's well documented. Everybody out there knows, but when I'm playing that and you hear someone saying, Oh man, I just hit level 50. And I, and I'm like, the game came out two days ago. Like wh- what? Yeah. Like the game already have issues. If you're just running or like they're like, oh, I found this great spot so I can like you know just grind. I'm like, well, the game's gonna be even worse if you play it like that. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not designed to be like let me grind to max level. It's and especially with the PvP not working. So yeah, and and that's the thing that in the way that I look at it, every single MMO that's out there, they're all a grind. Your your kind of like big thing of of an MMO is how much of a grind do you have to do? Like I'm I'm the type of person where I hate hate the grind with a passion. If it's a game that I do the grind, but I don't feel the grind as I'm doing it, I'll enjoy the game. Yeah. But the moment you get to that point where you're like, oh, I'm doing the same quest just over and over and over and over again, that's where I'll sit there and lose interest in the game. And then and when you look at the flip side of the coin, there are people that love that in an MMO. Like you look at a lot of those like Korean MMOs that come out and it's literally that's all that you're doing is you're just spending hours at a time just playing and playing and playing. Like I loved EverQuest for what it was. But man, I hit level 13 and then I played a day, eight hours to get the 14. And I'm like, I can't do this. I can't. Yet y'all, you like the hardcore red eye folk. I remember y'all used to play that thing religiously. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know how you guys did. <laughs> see, but I enjoyed, if you look at it at the time, Dark Age of Camelot was out around the same time. I enjoyed the grinding experience of Dark Age of Camelot way more than I did for, for, for EverQuest, but I feel like for me, the thing that made the difference for me was the PvP in, in Dark Age of Camelot was just way, like, done way, way better than, than EverQuest. And we, and, and we talked about City of Heroes on previous pods. Oh my god, yes. And the thing about that game is I think they messed up too, because for people that don't know, originally you were going to be able to pick any, any of your powers. Like, it wasn't yeah. like you had to be dark or you had to be uh ice or you had to be storm or fire no you could mix and match and they were worried that people would gimp themselves but if you made the game more about playing a character and having fun than making the perfect character and reaching max level (laughs) you could have more fun because how many people were just making over and over and over new characters in uh in a main city and and they were not even level 10 you know they just make a new character dance around with it that's what they should have focused on. <laughs> or freaking uh, <laughs> the whole, all the people that kept making all the Marvel and DC clone oh, yeah. characters just to make them. Like, that, that game was fun. And it's like the thing about that game is that game was a grind and a half. Granted, no surprise on Seasoft. <laughs> but like, I had so much fun with that game. And then once they did that whole like you could create your own missions thing, that just became like leveling oh, just yeah. was a side, a side thing of it. Because I remember, I think I I I just had to jump back in one time like this is before they shut down, and I went into one of these these things, and I was like, I think if I remember right, I think I played by myself up to like mid thirties, and I was like probably thirty four, and I'm like you know, 
I'm like, oh, let me jump into one of the things. Got a full group and then did literally this one created mission twice and walked out of there and I was almost 37. And I'm like, wow, now I see what people are talking about, how like they've essentially gotten rid of the, the leveling grind in this game. But... I wonder if it's just a time change, too, because back in the day with EverQuest, people would sit inside the same room and camp mm-hmm. it for hours, and then these other MMOs came along, and it was like, I mean, yes, you're getting older, people are having kids and all that, but it got to the point now where if things aren't instant, I mean, most of these games now, there's no such thing as having to really sit down and drink, even in WoW, they made it to like, if you need to get mana back, you just pop a, uh, something to drink or eat. And it's two seconds and you're full. You know, it's oh, not like back in the day even. sitting there. Not even. Now, if you sit there and you look at it, I think every single mage or class that relies on mana, you have at least one ability that you can almost instantly gain back all your mana. So, like, if you look at it, the mages, which was the ones that used the mana the most, um, especially the um, arcane ones, which that's the one mage in that game that burns through its mana the quickest. You have that uh, that ability where you like lift your hands up and you have like that little blue tornado, and it basically gives you a hundred percent of your mana back in two seconds. Yeah. So like the whole right, thing yeah. with that is just burning through all your mana. You burn through all your mana. You regain all your mana. You burn through your mana a second time, and then you basically just like do your things to either just gain back enough mana to do your things till you that resets and then you do it again so it's like it's it's ridiculous like i remember you used to always have to carry around food and then like the, when yeah. i jumped back in for bfa it was like oh so food is is, is pointless now poor but, mages that'd be trying to hang out biscuits and you're like yeah okay fine i'll just yeah, sorry, i don't need no biscuits before you were like yeah you were hoarding them shits <laughs> so i put out the table oh my god biscuits <laughs> Oh man! All right, man. You ready to go? Let's do this for the peoples. For the peoples. All right, all right. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another Greet Salad, the first one of 2019. Welcome everybody to the show. I am your excellent host, Randy. With me always is my super excellent co-host, Jose. What's up, Jose? What's up? What's up? We are powered by the Obsolete Gamer Network, and for the first time, we're streaming on Twitch. So if you like what you see, give us a follow. You can find us on podcasts on our YouTube page. 2019 is going to be the bomb. That's right, baby. We're coming live. We're going to do <laughs> we're going to do as many shows as we can do for your fine folks. And now that we got the power of Twitch behind us, it'll be even more fun. Yep. Uh, which is weird because uh, as we were discussing beforehand, now in the way that we used to film the show where we would do it through our <laughs> our Google Hangouts where I could see Jose. Now because we're streaming on Twitch, I literally see a circle <laughs> that pulses whenever he talks. Look, I- I'm gonna get a picture of myself and I'm just gonna put just it there. So post it on the just, yeah. I'll be like this, like, hey. That's what I'm gonna have. That's what I'm gonna have to do. Is I'm gonna have to get like a little tiny picture of you, and just post it over the circle, and that way it'll <laughs> it'll work out. Of course, the funny thing is, is I realize I can pull up Twitch. And at least I can see you. The only problem is, is that thanks to Twitch with its three-second delay, it, it, we are a bit behind on what I get to see. <laughs> as opposed, I, I have to, to tell you, I was b- browsing Twitch last night, uh, just looking around. You know, to to improve the stream, you have to like watch other people to see what they do. Mm-hmm. There's a guy, and I didn't know this was a thing because I went on Reddit and I saw it. This guy started posting just whatever he was watching on Pornhub. So it's like, <laughs> I, I, I looked and there was like a thou- over a thousand people already watching it. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, so this guy's going to get banned in like two seconds. 
But then I'm also surprised because I'm like, there's like over a thousand people just watching this, and I'm like, man, oh, yeah. we're in a brave new world, aren't we? Oh yeah, no, and and that's the thing that's like really, really interesting, and just like how, how Twitch, how Twitch works, and how people like we're doing it. It's like look at. Like it's interesting to see how people abuse kind of like the 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 stuff on Twitch in a sense. Like uh, when what's his name when Logan Paul and KSI had the boxing match, the amount of people that were watching it and streaming it through Twitch. Oh, and yeah. what was really funny is it took some time for for <laughs> Twitch to like ban those accounts for that. That's the thing. It was up there for a while. You know, I was only watching it for research. You know, I, was, I, wasn't, I wasn't into whatever he was watching, uh, but I just wanted to see what would happen. Research. <laughs> yeah, research, man, research. But, man, that, it stayed up for a good half an hour, so I don't know, man. That's, that's too funny. Well, Twitch bots aren't as fast, so. <laughs> so how was your holiday? It was good. Like, uh, you know, sat at home, you know, uh, got some, some interesting gifts and things and wonderful gifts. Um, by far the, 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 the two gifts that I've gotten, cause like, luckily for me, um, I, my birthday actually falls a little after, uh, Christmas, which is nice. Um, sucked as a kid. Cause it was like, you know, you always had your parents who were like, Ooh, you're going to get one huge gift for both Christmas and your birthday. It was like, <laughs> and you're like, bullshit. <laughs> like, <laughs> dang it. Because, see, the problem with that logic is, right, the idea that, oh, it's a bigger gift than you would have gotten if you just got a Christmas gift. Okay, how do I know that? (laughs) You know, you're at the store and you're really thinking to yourself, okay, I was going to buy him the $50 G.I. Joe set, but since it's a combined, I'm going to get him the 100 one. Yeah, I don't see that happening. Yeah, no. So, you know, but it's it's cool because, so, um, so for Christmas gift, uh, my best friend, I think we, like, I ended up getting it a couple weeks early and I think the last show that we were, that we had, we talked about, um, I've been playing, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, which has been, uh, like, it's, it's an amazing game, but <laughs> things that happen in that game are so funny. So I, it, there's a mission that you have to go and save like this one dude of your game. So you go and save it. And the thing is, is like the mission that I did prior to this, there was a bounty put on my head in this one area of the map. So anytime I'm in that area of the map, if a bounty hunter spots me, they're going to chase after me and I can <laughs> I either have to run away or you just deal with it. <laughs> so I sat there, complete the mission, free this dude. He takes off. Like, Arthur's like, oh, I'm going to sit there and just, like, check out the camp, see what I can find in it. <laughs> sure enough, all of a sudden, like, I start seeing on the mini-map, like, it sh- like whenever there's enemies in a certain direction, it'll shade the edge of the map in that color. So I start seeing, like, the top of the map is shaded red, and it's kind of, like, shifting around. And I'm like, oh, like, I thought I cleared out all the guys here. Turns out seven bounty hunters showed up <laughs> looking for my, my bounty. Damn. And I'm like... Oh, so like I get on my horse and I'm like, I'm going to run away. I'm like, you know what? The heck with this. I still haven't even barely checked out this game. And I turn around and got my Winchester and just started taking them all out. So I took the seven guys out. I ended up like clearing out the camp, which it didn't really have that much stuff on it. But I'm like, dude, this stinks. But the neat thing is it did introduce into like, because I'm still like way early in the game. That if you do get a bounty on your head, you can go to like the post office and you could pay whatever the bounty is, and then it kill it takes the bounty off of your head. 
<laughs> but I sat there and I'm like, okay, so like I did this mission where I put this $300 bounty on my head, which essentially like we murdered a like a crap ton of people. And I'm like, man, only in America, you murder like a town's worth of people. You go to the post office and go like, here's 300 bucks. And they're like, yeah, we know you killed like 20 or 30 people, but eh, it's all right. America's <laughs> heading that way again, though. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it was like, it was so funny because it was like, wow, like you could kill a whole town and then pay $300 and then just <laughs> you're done. And it was just like so funny. Since I don't but have I, the game, I don't know. If you killed a bounty hunters, does that raise your bounty? Um, So far it didn't. And I only think it didn't because there weren't any other witnesses to me killing those guys. Um, Because like that's the one thing that like I remember – in some of the, in some of the reviews, they kind of like complained about that. It's like you can sit there like bump into somebody in town, and if you knock them over or whatever, like somebody will see it, and it's like you're wanted for for assault or whatever. <laughs> you know, like they joked around. I think it was like Angry Joe joked around that. That was like, dude, you can't do anything. And then like it was it was the joke that he did in his review. Is like you see them in town, and he bumps into the guy, and like uh, his other like uh, co-host in that. And he's like, you know, you won't make something of his son. And, I, and all of a sudden you see him like looking around. He's like, not right here. He's like, follow me. And then like, you see them go out of town and you see him kind of like joke around. Like he's looking around. He doesn't see anybody. And he's like, I'm going to sit there. And all of a sudden like the other dude shows up. He's like, Hey partner, what you doing? And he's like, damn it. I can't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> he jumps around about that. It's like, how oh, there's always like, seems to be like somebody, some witness around somewhere. Now, the thing that's kind of cool, though, that I like that they did is if, let's say, somebody spots you doing something and it'll it'll bring up a thing that says, like, witnessed, and then it'll tell you whatever crime they saw you do. Um, if you chase the person down, you can, like, grab them and then you can threaten them or you can, like, hit them and then threaten them. And then eventually... Like some most of the people that I've caught up to and I've like I've just grabbed them and then threatened them. They're like, all right, all right, I won't say anything, and then it'll disappear, and then you don't have to worry about it. But it's it's interesting to see like the best way to do it is if you get close enough, you run over, you take your lasso out, and you like rope their feet, and then just drag up to them. And then, like I've done it where you like you hog tie them, and then you threaten them, and then you unhog tie them and let them go. <laughs> so it's it's so funny just the way that they they made that game. But uh, that was like one neat gift. And then so I've had for the longest for, for a good bit now, I've had the uh, the Logitech, the uh, G903 mouse, um, which is an amazing mouse. Um, but uh, for my birthday, my wife got me the power play mat that they sell. So essentially what it does is it's a mouse pad that has a wireless charging mat underneath it. So what's cool is on top of the mat, you could put down, they give you, I think it's four different um, surfaces. So you can do, it's like two cloth and two hard. Um, and you can put whatever surface you want. Ooh. What's kind of neat is it comes with like a little puck that goes onto the bottom of the mouse. And it, it's where it basically uh, cut, gets the wireless charge from the the mat and then you basically never have to plug in the mouse so it stays wireless the whole time um what's really cool and this is like the smart thing that i will say that logitech did with it is it doesn't fully charge the mouse up and keep it at a hundred percent which is really neat 
So what it does is it will charge very, very slowly the 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 mouse up to 100%, and then basically the mat just shuts itself off. And then it waits till the mouse gets down to about 70%, and then it starts to charge again, and it charges it back up very, very slowly. That's nice. Prevents overcharge. It prevents overcharge, and then it basically lets the, the battery itself like live its life fully. So I was like looking and I was like, dang, like these guys sat there and really, really, really did a like a really good thing with the software so that it'll actually um, like, you know, keep your battery running as long as possible. So it's really, really neat. So like the other thing that I like that's kind of cool is built into the top part of the power play mat itself. It has one of the little um, wireless adapters that comes in the box that you get for it. So you basically pair the mouse with the power play pad. So and then the power play pad just goes plugged right into your computer. So it's you're not using up an extra USB port in that or anything like that. So I was like, dude, th- these people really thought this whole thing out uh, when they did this. So really, really cool, man. Okay, so that is really cool. But here's my question: the gifts that you guys do, is it one of these things where? You put like a list of links, <laughs> or is it like spontaneous and a person guess? Because it's like I, with my girlfriend, it's like, man, I'm not good at like I can guess little things, but it's like if I go try get some jewelry, oh, this didn't this this looks terrible, or this didn't fit right, or something like that. It's like <laughs> I don't got those skills, bro. We we do lists, and actually, I just I realized like uh, the other gift I got for for Christmas is I'm wearing it is the. Um, I up- upgraded my headphones, so I had for the longest time the uh, HyperX Clouds, uh, which let me tell you, stereo stereo headphones wise, by far probably the best stereo headphones um, that I've ever owned. Um, so I ended up getting because I did a research because one of the only things that I've I've always I had always wanted to do and always wanted to get and all that at least in headphones were like true surround sound headphones. Um, reason being, it really 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 does make a difference when you're playing a game. Like to you know even though when you look at it, headphones like the the HyperX Cloud they had the simulated surround sound. And it kind of does the surround sound. It's much more difficult for me, I find, to tell the difference in the sound by the simulated surround sound if it's front right or rear right when you hear the sound because it almost sounds exactly the same. Um, with the hardware one, like I can definitely tell the difference if it's behind me or in front of me. Um, but I ended up getting from the Steel Series uh, the Arctic Pro um, headphones with the Game Deck is what they call it. So basically, I kind of hold it up here. It's like a little kind of like um, if you look at it, it's like a little kind of like controller. So it gives me my volume there and all that. What's really cool about it that I like, it gives me volume control um, on this it also has a dial for the mix so if i'm listening to a game and chat i can actually turn up the volume of the chat so that the chat is higher on the on the headphones so it makes it easier for me to hear because that was the problem that i used to have with the the hyperx cloud i'd have to turn the audio down in game so that the chat would be louder than the in-game audio um the other thing that i find that it's this has been at least the only 
headphones that I've ever seen that does it. It has a an option in it because it has a built-in microphone into the uh, left headphone. But with the software and this little controller, it actually has a thing where I could turn it on. And what it actually does is it turns the mic on on the on the headphone, even if I have it pulled in all the way. But it puts that audio and I can adjust how loud it is into the into the headphones themselves so I can hear what's going on in the room around me. So at first it was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. And I'm like, why would they do something like that? And then it made me think of when I was using the HyperX Cloud, when I would use the the sound isolation uh, headphones, I would actually be playing a game and I'd be talking, but I'd realize, like my wife would be like, dude, you're practically yelling. And because since... I would have to do that because I couldn't hear my voice. I didn't realize how loud I was speaking. So I would talk louder where I could barely hear my voice to the thing. Because this thing has this, even though the the headphones themselves, and it's interesting because they're not that little like fake leather thing that causes the noise isolation. It's kind of like a padding that it, it does seal the thing. Because I could hear the outside thing, like I don't have to yell, which is really nice. Or the other thing that would happen is if my wife would come to talk to me, I used to have to do the whole like, pull your ear out from the headphone to hear what the, she was saying. Whereas now I can keep my headphones on and talk to her and, and still like have the conversation. That's pretty cool. Cause you often so. do feel like you're like trapped in like one of those little cone of silence, a cone of sound for oh, just yeah. your game or whatever chat you're listening to. And that was one of the things that for me, like was worth the, the, uh, the purchase of it like it was kind of cool that it was like wow i can actually sit there and have somebody in the room talking to me and i can hear what they're doing so the cool thing is through that little controller port i can turn that on i can turn the volume like low medium high i can turn it off if i want to so if i'm going to go into a game where it's like i need to concentrate on the sounds of the game i can just turn that off and i so like me and a friend of mine have been playing a lot more uh call of duty black ops uh the blackout and I was like, this is going to be the true test. Like, this and Battlefield are going to be the true test of, like, how good is the audio on this thing. And, man, we'll be sitting there in a building. We'll be looting. And, I, I, like, I told them, like, if, if it's just you and me inside this building, like, crouch walk because then I'll be able to hear a lot farther out. And there have been times, dude, let me tell you, I've caught people sneaking up on the house on us because I'll hear them start running away, running up to the house. And I'm like, oh, we got somebody coming by. He's like, where? And I'm like, they're outside. And I'll, like, start turning my character. And it's neat because because of the surround sound, it'll actually move the audio around me. So I'll be able to, like, zero in on using the uh, using the compass on the map and be like, all right, they're coming from the north. So I'll know exactly where these people are. And we can, like, like expect them, essentially, in the game, which is really, really cool. So it's it's... It was it was an upgrade that I was looking forward to when we finally got it. I laughed my ass off because I was like, "Wow, like I can't believe it really made something like makes a difference." And it's funny because my wife always said certain she's like, "I never understand why you get these things and whenever you get a lot of these things are expensive." I said because I always look for what's the best like what's the best thing and it just so happens that they're expensive and she's like, "Yeah, that makes total sense." You know? But it's like in things like this where it's like, you know, a, you're paying good money for this thing. It's going to last you for a good while. So it's like, it's not like, oh, I'm going to buy this today. And then three months from now, I'm going to buy a whole other thing. Like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to have these for a good while, you know? 
but it's it, it was it was way by far like such a, a such a really good investment in these these headphones i'm curious yeah. about something when when you said that you got, so you would get one big gift for, for christmas or birthday what day would they give it to you so it would either be like a lot of the times it would be on christmas like my parents would do that um so it was like it was interesting to get it and they're like hey hey this is for your i mean they'd still get me like small small things on my birthday oh, okay because you imagine but, your birthday comes and no one's there you're like hey it's my birthday they're like yeah we gave you a gift <laughs> like three months yeah. ago or two months ago but like that was the thing it's like they, they'd get me something small but it was like you know usually if it was something like you know like the super nintendo came out or something like that like i'd get that and i was like that's a combo gift because at the time when you look at it it's like those things were expensive as hell <laughs> way back in the day you know and i was like it was funny because it was like as a kid you were like oh but then like you look at it more as an adult especially like what's we you know, especially now that I've I've bought my own consoles and things like that, it's like okay, I totally understand yeah. why it was a combo gift. Because yeah, it, like, it, it, it's sad because your parents keep always tell you about how when you get older you'll understand, and you keep saying you're not. And sometimes, like when you even first move out or whatever, you're still like, no, I'm still gonna do things my way. After a while, man, I I just think about like I get home and my job ain't hard. My mom was a nurse, so that's hard. I get yeah. home from my office job where I'm sitting on my butt all day. And if someone tells me I would have to drive some screaming kid to, like, Toys R Us to buy a game, <laughs> I'd be like, oh, hell no. <laughs> so I, I have to give it up to my parents for having that to be able to do that, man. Yeah, it's, it's and, and that's the thing that, like, when you sit there and you think of, like, how, like, think back at the price of the Nintendo, of the Super Nintendo. They were like, oh, it's like 200 bucks, 300 bucks. It's like, yeah, that's 300 bucks, like 1980s money, which is like what a console costs now, if not more. Yeah. So it's like, I totally, like, now understand it. The other thing that I laugh at where, like, you realize you're getting old, where I would see, like, my parents, like, my dad, he used to do a lot of gymnastics, and he, he's not, like, he, he started to get, like, arthritis in his hands. Because of, you know, all the tumbling and all that stuff. And I would see him and he'd, you know, do the whole, like, rubbing his hands together and all that. And I said, oh, what's up, Dad? And he's like, ah, oh, my arthritis in my hands. I'm like, from what? And he was like, you know, I was like, when I used to do gym gymnastics and stuff, he's like, you'll understand when you get older. <laughs> it's like, now that I've got, like, especially after I had the surgery on my knee and stuff, I was like, damn, now I see what my dad was talking about. And even, like, when I went to the doctor, I remember when I first got it checked out, the doctor was like, you know, you're way too young to have arthritis in both your knees. And I kind of looked at him like, you know, and he's like, it just means you did stupid stuff as a kid. It's all right. <laughs> he's like, you just shouldn't have it this young. And it's like now going through the winters and having it bug me and all that. And it's like, man, now I understand what my dad was talking about. The doctor's like, you did stupid stuff when you was a kid. And now the bills come due. <laughs> yeah, no, what else was funny It's like the guy just looked at me. I could see he's like, you just did stupid stuff as a kid. It's okay. <laughs> like He's like, you just shouldn't have it this early. But yeah, I know. But it's funny because speaking of that, trying to get in the whole uh, Twitch streaming, I wanted to play retro games. I mean, Obsolete Gamer, we started with old school classic games, right? So mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, I'm going to make some streams. I'm going to play some of these old games that I love. So I load up like Mega Man X. I'm like, man, I used to play this game. I wouldn't die once. I'd go all the way to Dr. Wily. I'm getting my butt kicked on like, not the first, first level, but like once you start picking what boss you want to go after, I'm getting my butt kicked. And I'm just like, Dude, this is so bad. Where's all my skills gone? I got one better for you. So remember when they released 
the remastered DuckTales. Oh yeah. So I remember when I saw when I saw they were coming out with that, I'm like, dude, I loved DuckTales on the NES when I was a kid. And I was like, I gotta get this this game again. And I remember as a kid, like you'd go over to your friend's house, you'd plug in DuckTales, and you'd spend two, three hours just playing through the game in one sitting, no problem. I started to play that remaster, and it was just dying and dying and dying. I'm like, man, this thing is hard as hell. And I was like, I don't remember this game being this this hard. And then <laughs> I remember at one point then, I'm like, it couldn't have been this hard. I sat there and I went and grabbed my little uh, Raspberry Pi, which I turned into like a, a, a emulator, and I booted up the old school NES um DuckTales and I started playing it and started dying and die. And I'm like, holy crap, this thing was this hard. We just got we're so used to like be, that Nintendo hard that it was nothing. And I was like, wow, like you don't realize like at that point, that's where it, it literally hit me where I was like, wow, they've simplified games so much now. Oh yeah. That you go back and play these old games and it's like, how in the world did I get through this thing? I mean, even Turtles in Time, which is on a Super NES, and it, it's not that hard. I was dying after a couple of levels, and I'm just like, I used to beat this and not lose one life. I remember Streets yeah. of Rage 2. I would beat that and not die once, even on the boss. And I'm just like, holy cow. I mean, I always had trouble with Battletoads, Ninja Guidance, thing like, things like that, but... I could still beat it. Like, I beat Ninja Gaiden after a long time, but I beat it. Now, I probably couldn't get off to stage two. <laughs> I'm like, damn. Yeah, it's, it's, it's mood lighting here. Oh, I like that. It's coming off like a blue. Yeah. Um, but that, that was like one of those things that, like, looking at that game, um, what was the other one that I started playing? Oh, um, Earthbound. I started playing Earthbound on the and and the SNES Classic, and I was just like, dude, I remember like getting through that. Like it took a while because it was just it, it was a long RPG, but I remember starting to play, and I'm like, I don't remember this game being that hard. Like I can't believe it's that hard. And then and that's the other thing that that I realized like in looking at some of these old RPGs and looking at a new RPG. Man, the new RPGs nowadays, they hold your hand throughout the whole game. Oh, yeah, you need to go to this spot. You need to go to that spot. And I told you, dude, I loaded up. I got for my Switch the um, basically the like a, a quote-unquote remaster. It's not really a remaster. It's just like a, a port of the original Fantasy Star Oh, the Master System. Yeah. Yeah. I started the game. It's like, yep, your dad's dead. And I'm like, all right, so what do I do? I'm like. I guess I'm wandering around the map to figure out where I need to go because I don't know where I got to go. And I look at that and I look at it and I'm like, man, I remember. And then it, 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 it took me back to, again, old school EverQuest. You got your quest oh, and yeah. you got to go to this town. There was no marker. You had no idea how far that town was. And I remember doing, I remember doing that. Where and it was that that level thirteen character I had where I got the quest and they're like, oh, you got to go to such and such city. And I'm like, okay, so I start looking at the map, and I'm zooming out on the map and zooming out on the map because I'm assuming, like, oh, it's probably not far from where I am. And I'm like, I can't find this stupid city anywhere. <laughs> and then I remember, like, I'm like, I got to figure it So I start asking in chat, like, hey, does anybody know where this town is? And they're like, oh, yeah, 
it's on the opposite side of the world. And I'm like, I got to go to the opposite side of the world. Which was a trek. It was a trek. It was a trek through the highest level of the area of the game. And I was like, and I'm sitting there like, then how the heck am I going to get over there? And I'm like, because this is a low-level quest. And like, I remember one guy was like, well, if you're lucky, you can get a mage to teleport you to the closest thing and then lead you over to that town is probably what you're going to have to do. <laughs> and I remember the, the closest spot or teleport pad that a mage could teleport us to was in that one swamp that was near like three quarters of the way through the land that was like oh, a level yeah. 30 with the orcs. Yeah, with a it was like a level 30 area. And the mage is like, all right, follow me. Whatever you do, you know, just stick behind me. Problem was I was so low level. Everything yeah. within a 10 mile radius was aggro. It's like us. dinner time. Oh my god. I remember I finally made it to that thing and I and I was lucky because I think if I remember right I just had to meet this dude at this pot, and then it, the quest went back to the opposite side of the world. So I kept my uh, my rune stone or whatever that, that I could teleport back to back on that side of the island. So I was just like, but the guy's like, all right, yeah, blah blah blah. You need to go to such and such place. I'm like, I know where that place is. I went Poof, and teleported back, and I'm like, all right. I'm like, I hope this doesn't continue to be like this because I remember I had to pay good money to get teleported out there. Remember, was- you could only bind in the city, and that was if you were a magic user. And then if yeah. you forgot what city it was, you're like, oh, okay, I need to teleport. And you teleport back, and you're like, oh. Oops. Yeah, because <laughs> like, that was the thing. Is Yeah, I, I was bound to that like starter town or whatever, which was a short walk away from the main town. So I was just like, okay, I'm going there. But, man, oh, man, like we, we, we've gotten simplified in our gaming, man. Holy mackerel. Um, but yeah, like, God, that's, <laughs> that, that drove me nuts. I'm telling you. Oh man. So what else did you do during the holidays, my friend? So, uh, unfortunately you can't see this since we don't have the actual thing, but I guess you'll see it later. <laughs> but hey, I'm uh, watching on Twitch, so I'll be able to see it in three seconds. <laughs> but here's the thing. So I, I really love the mini arcades. So I got two more. Oh. I got the dig dog one. So let me see. Turn that on. Show it to the peoples. It's like I got the Dig Dug one. And it's like, here's the thing that's awesome about this. Like, so even if you don't like to play this, I can just turn on listen to the music for a while. You know, it's like a music yeah, maker. It's the, it's the official song. Like, it's... it's yeah, it's the, a full game, right? Yeah, like, there's some that you see out there that are not that well done. And it's like, it'll be like a cheaper version or something where the ROM or whatever is not quite right. Or sometimes they have those third party ones, which are like cheap uh, Yahoo game clones or whatever. But the versions on these are really authentic. I mean, it plays well. And even with the little controllers, you can actually control and play with them. Uh, And I've actually had fun. Like, I I was like, okay, let's see if I can really play with this. And yeah, the the more twitchier games, it's not going to work out that great. But a slower paced game, it's it's pretty fun. And the other one I got was uh, Galaga. Oh man! So it's like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, Galaxian. I got Galaxian. Yeah, the original. So it's like, yeah. yeah. So it's like, oh, that that was just awesome. So it's like now I have those two. Plus, originally when I started my collection, I got Miss Patman. So now oh. I have I have all that, and it's just like, it's just get all the sounds. And what's the crazy thing? So like. It's cool because these have um, a thing where you can turn them off on the back so, mm-hmm. that you, so that you don't waste the battery. 
But even when you turn it on and you're running it, you like see the art and stuff like that. Even when you're turning it on and you're running it, it will uh, turn off after a while if you're not actively touching the buttons or anything. Oh, so it, it really saves your, your battery space and stuff like that. And it, it's funny, it has keychain. Where you can, but I'm yeah. like, it's way too big to, to have on a keychain. So, uh, but it, it's, it's still pretty sweet. So I, I love these things. I want to get, uh, there's a ton of them now. What's crazy, if you go on Amazon, uh-huh. They had one for Bubble Bobble, but I, I don't know if it's a special because it costs like, I think it was a hundred and something dollars, Jesus. and I can't find it anywhere else. Like, I searched for it. I can't find it. That's like those, uh, that almost sounds like the, those like super exclusive, the Funko Pop oh, uh, yes, yeah. things that like, I forgot what it was, but there was one that I'm like, oh, it's a Funko Pop. It's like 15 bucks. And it was like a hundred and something dollars. I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. And it was like one of those like super rare, they like released it at some Comic-Con to limited amounts type yeah. of a thing. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. What's funny is like, now that you mentioned you know, like Galaga, for me, one of my favorite things of that, that game was when you did the bonus stage and you... Uh, and you sat there and like got the perfect thing, the the music that it would play, which was yeah, like that was like one of my favorite like as a kid that that little theme when you would do it. And what's funny is, um, so I picked up not that long ago, um, the Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, and I forgot that one of the little like capsule things that you could get. And throw out, um, it's the little blue uh, alien that does the the little cone that you could get sucked up, and uh, and it was how you basically got a second ship. Oh yeah, right, yeah. And Galaga, but the funny thing is, is in Smash, if you get caught in that, he like sucks you up and then flies off the screen, and you instantly die. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, so every time you see it, it's like, oh god, and like, dude. They use the sound effect from like from the Galaga, so you hear the beer when he flies out, and then you hear the ding, 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 when he does the little cone, you know. And then when you get caught, you hear the wee 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 when he catches you, and then it takes off, and then you get died. I was like, what? The first time that happened to me, I was like, man, this is so unfair. How how does Nintendo do it? Where I mean, they have a bunch of games that are fun, especially back in the day. But how is it that they were able to hit over and over again? I had some friends over yesterday that were playing Mario Party, and they were just having so much fun. And I oh, was yeah. like, man, you know, they've gotten their list. There's Zelda, their Mario, you know, Metroid, a little bit lesser because it, it's Prime and all that's been good, but not like the others. Mario Party, it's just like, man, they just hit on these things, and it's like, bam, you know you're going to make money. Everyone's clamoring for it. Yeah, so what's really, really interesting is... So there's a YouTube channel that I follow called The Game Theorists. So I don't know if you've ever heard of them. But this this guy's channel, he's he's amazing because like the the first time that I got pulled into his channel was when he started like going into the background lore of Five Nights at Freddy's. And he started to do this because like he played the original game and just fell in love with this game of like this whole story of like you're this security guard working at this thing. And he's done something like eight or nine videos going into the lore. 
And when I mean this dude goes into the lore, like this dude goes into everything, like explains who the purple guy is, explains how these like the animatronics are walking around, like does this whole thing like to the point where like got the books and read the books and then like he he kept updating the theory and it was funny because you'll watch on a lot of his videos he'll be like all right this is the final video for five nights at freddy's and then he'll make the next video and he's like okay i swear this is the last video <laughs> of but it got to a point where he was like coming up with theories that anytime the creator was doing uh, an ama on reddit he'd go on and he'd ask him and this guy would confirm or deny stuff and I remember it got to a point where, like, he, he became friends with the, the developer, you know, the guy who designed it. And he's like, you have been the only person that literally has, like, gotten what I wanted as the vision out of this game. Like, you've hit the nail on the head, like, nice. figuring out what the whole story is, you know? So what's interesting is, is he apparently had done a game theory on Super Smash Brothers on the Wii U. And then did one for uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate after he played through the single-player campaign. And he said that when you look at it, there are three... There are basically three endings that you can get from the game based on whether you have Galeem get destroyed, the Shadow one get destroyed, or both of them. And he basically made the theory of if you look at how what all the different things represent... Like, you go into it, and I was like, at first, I started listening and listening and listening, and I'm like, oh, man, like, I never thought this game could get, like, to that type of level of, like, depth and all that stuff when he's explaining all this stuff. And when he looks at it, he also goes into, like, why he feels these, you know, what his theories are, are. And one of them was the whole thing of what's his name of uh, Sakurai not wanting to do any more Smash Brothers. Mm. And it all came back to when you looked at it, it was either the Wii, the Wii version of Smash or the uh, I think the GameCube was the one that he was like, this is my last one that I'm doing. And then they came out and the president of, J of Nintendo like announced like, hey, we're coming out with a new Smash on, you know, on the Wii at E3 when he announced it and he was like just as surprised you know to hear this and then he went and had a meeting with him and he kind of like was like you know it was kind of weird that you know you announced this game and I had no plans on doing this but it almost seemed as if it was kind of like a threat of me like uh, to like threaten me to make this game and he's yeah. like you know and it, it kind of was, and he knew that this guy was just so into this series, the Smash series, that if he, you know, even though he said, I'm not doing anymore, that by him announcing it, he would be like, I'm not going to let somebody else do this franchise. Like, it has to be done right. And that's how he got him to come on to do the game. And I don't even know how they got him to come back on to do Ultimate. But, like, when you look at the ending, like, it pretty much is set up where it's like, all right, this is truly, like, this is it. Like, I don't think there's ever going to be any more smashes because this guy's, like, really, like, I'm done. Could um, you imagine if everything in life was like that? It's like you, you, you look on Facebook and then your girlfriend's like, we're, gonna, we're getting married September 3rd. You're like, wait, wait, we are? <laughs> you like, wait, you are call we? your girl like, when is this happening? She's like, it's happening. <laughs> 
but it's crazy when you think about it. It's like, wow, like, but at the same time, you realize like how dedicated to the craft a lot of these developers at Nintendo are. And that's why I feel like when you look at it, like they keep coming out with these games and they're huge hits because they know like the quality that they want to make the game at. They know exactly what people expect of it. I mean, you look at the, the the Switch and you have Mario Kart 8, which is basically, you know, the same, the deluxe, which is basically the same one that was out on the Wii U. Phenomenal game. And and like, and I've heard, like, if they're like, if you want to sit there and get a, a Mario Kart, that's the one to get because it literally has all the DLC from the one that came out on the Wii U. Um, you have the Super, like, the Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, which is a phenomenal game. You have Mario Party, which I've heard is really, really great. Um, I haven't played that one yet, but... And it's like they keep coming out with these games. Like they're gonna come out with Metro Prime Four, which I'm sure is gonna be really cool. Um, look at um, Breath of the Wild, phenomenal Zelda game. Well, though it's funny because there's people that are like, you know, they feel like Breath of the Wild really isn't a Zelda game because of just like it's so completely different than the other Zelda games. But I'm like, dude, that's that game. I've I've played it for a good bit, off and on, and I'm at the second like big temple thing and it's such an amazing game though they said that about zelda 2 and i admit the side scrolling in zelda 2 it was a little bit hard to get used to but over the years i appreciated it even mm-hmm. more and you know i went back and i've seen people who who streamed it or played it and i'm like you know what i appreciate you know Z- zelda 2 for what it was obviously when you got linked to the past i mean come on yes that was yeah. great <laughs> but I don't hate Zelda 2, like, the hate it got. People don't remember. It got hate, and this was back in the oh, day. Yeah. You did not have message boards to go on and, and hate games. Yeah, that, that that's the thing that I've noticed. Like, Nintendo, Nintendo's a company that they will take some bold risks in what they do, and a lot of those risks that they do pay off because, yeah, people gave it a ton of hate you know, when Zelda 2 came out, but then afterwards, people were like, the more and more people played the game, the more and more people were like, no, actually, there's, there's a good game here, you know? Um, and if you look at it, they went from top-down RPG to that side-scrolling, and then they went back to the top-down for Link to the Past. Right. Uh, and it's interesting how they kind of, like, evolve the game a little by little, little by little, little by, like, each, like, and, and it's the same thing, even if you look at it with, with Super Mario Brothers. You had one that was a side-scrolling game. Two was a side-scrolling game, but now you had different characters that you could play as. It was more vertical than yeah. side-scrolling, you know? Granted, it was a reskin of a different game than the one that was here in the United States. But it was like a bold move, and then what did they do? They went back to the old formula, kind of for Mario Three. You know, it's all been kind of like the the, the same after that. Like the the new Super Mario Brothers was phenomenal side scrolling. That yeah. now they added like, oh, people can your friends can build levels and then you play. Like it's it's they've they've changed around. Like hell, Metroid's changed a ton. Um, like if you look at the original Metroid, you look at Metroid Two on the Game Boy, that were all essentially the same. You know, and then they made the jump to Prime, which people were like, what? A first person, you know, Metroid, that's never going to work. And then it came out and everyone was like, yeah. this is the most amazing thing ever, you know? Don't you think Sonic Pro- Sonic Builder would work? Sonic Maker? 
Like Sonic Pinker could work, honestly. You just make I a whole think. bunch of Sonic levels. That'd be crazy. Just make like yeah. a bunch of loops and speeds and. I mean, there's only one other game when you look at it in the industry that I feel like they've they've changed the formula around. Some for the worse, some for the better is the Resident Evil series. Yeah. Like one and two were great. One, two, and three were phenomenal. Four like completely changed the game. Five and six is where they completely derailed. Seven brought it back to its roots. Um, and now when you look at it, this remake of Resident Evil 2 looks insane. I have yet to download that one-shot demo, but I'm dying to do it because every single thing that I've heard about that game, they're like, it is scary as hell because it's it's using the Resident Evil 7 engine. Oh, man. But it's from the perspective of how they made Resident Evil 4, so it's over the shoulder. And... In the movies that I've seen and people playing it, what's really creepy about it is like they took that dark factor of the police station and turned it up by 10. So like you can go into an area where there's kind of some light and then the moment you get into an area where there's like not that much light or not enough light for you to see, Leon will pull out a flashlight and start shining the flashlight so you'll see. And they kind of did in a way of like what they did with with Resident Evil 2 the first time around is like you'll see dead people there and then you'll move by them and then after you move by them all of a sudden foop they they wake up and then the zombies stand up and then start coming after you so it's like man they they went back to the old roots of like you got to ration your ammo you got to do all like you're not going to be able to kill all the zombies and do everything you need to do which is cool only thing that kind of was weird about uh the last Resident Evil is when your, I guess, girl or ex-girl, whatever, starts stabbing you. Oh she, my like, God. stabs you, like, 50,000 times, and you're, like, still alive. I'm just like, I understand it's a video game, so, but, man, you stabbed me way too many times. <laughs> my other favorite one of that where you're just, like, you just have to roll with it and be like, okay, I guess that works, is when they cut your hand off. Yes. And then they plug it on and then staple it around. And then you take the hydrogen peroxide and pour it on. And all of a sudden, the the staples and everything disappear. And I'm like, yeah, because that's how that works. (laughs) Yeah. Man, I got my hand stuck in a wood wood chipper. Where's the hydrogen peroxide? It's like, all better. It's like, oh, they've severed veins, nerves, and all that. Just plug it on, staple it, pour some hydrogen peroxide. It'll heal itself. (laughs) I I actually have a question to ask you, but... Since you're viewing the stream, since this is like a test, how's it looking? Because I can't wait to get better internet. Because when it gets better internet, I can up so everything looks even better. Yeah, but... that, that's the thing. So far, so good. Like, I do notice there are spots where kind of hurt and, hurt and full, like freezes a bit. But yeah. other than that, it looks good. Don't worry, guys. We're going we're gonna to improve all this so it looks better, especially that, once I move. Which, which that's, that's the one thing that it's funny. Like, I've, I've streamed a bit before in the past. I mean, I've, I've put... I think I've like uh, tweeted it out onto the the obsolete gamer page when I've done it. Um, it's tough, let me tell you. Like you 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 don't realize it, and it's like funny because I've I've looked at uh, different things that they talk about, like you know tips on how to build your channel and all that, and they're like, don't obviously don't go for the more popular games because <laughs> you're you're gonna sit there and you're gonna like, ooh, let's see who's playing Call of Duty, and you're gonna see like three thousand people are streaming it. And they're like, when you're starting out, guess where you're going to be? Way down at the bottom, six pages down. Where no one scrolls. Where no one scrolls. And they're like, and then and they said, they said, like, you know, 
choose an obscure game that like not a lot of people play. And I noticed like I actually had when I was streaming one time, I was streaming Subnautica of all games. And I actually found that I had more people showing up into my channel, you know, streaming Subnautica than when I would stream anything else. And I was like, that is crazy that like it is true. Like just pick an obscure, even an older game, you know, and then start streaming it. People will watch it. You know, because there'll be people like, oh, I wonder what XYZ game is like. And then you're like playing it and they're like, oh, let me check out this guy's playing it. Let me see how how it is. Um, but it's interesting just to see how I mean, it's it, it is also why I got a lot of the upgrades that I did, considering that we were doing more of the podcasts and stuff like that. Like, you know, it made me upgrade my mic and it made me upgrade, you know, my camera and stuff like that. Um, but it's it's. The other thing I was going to ask you is I know that everyone has New Year's resolutions. Um, <laughs> believe it or not, I actually exercise. I know that people see this and be like, no, you don't. But I actually do. And when I go to the gym after New Year's, it is packed full of everyone oh, yeah. who has decided that they're going to start exercising. And then within a month, they're all gone or most of say, them are gone. Give it two weeks and it'll be empty again. <laughs> so I just want to say, ask, do you have – some gaming related resolutions that you actually think you can keep because it's game related. Uh, my, my biggest one right now is to go through and play a lot of my gaming library. Um, because we all know the devil that is Gabe Newell uh, always has his, his sales and you sit there and you end up getting a lot of stuff where you're like, Oh, I want to get this game. And then you realize like, Oh, like ah, uh, it's three quarters. It's like seventy five percent off. Like I might as well. And then you realize, like I'm never gonna have a chance to play this type of a thing. So it's like I have a couple of games that are all like really good games. I've never had the chance to sit down and play. Like, um, so like I've played a little bit of like Nino Kuni two, of Dragon Quest eleven, of oh. uh, Final Fantasy fifteen. And it's like, I, I really want to play it. But like, what, what really pains me is I have the original Nino Kuni on PS3. And when I got the uh, Xbox One, I've disconnected my, my PS3 from the TV because I'm like, well, I'm, I don't have room on my, on my um, TV stand to have it. And it's like, man. And, and the funny thing is, is that the little bit that I did play of Nino Kuni before I stopped playing it, it was, it was like unbelievable the storytelling. Of course, you know the fact that it was written and animated by uh, Studio Ghibli like makes that game just so much better. And it's like, man, I I really gotta go through. Like when you sit there and you look at it, hold on, let me pull up my Steam my Steam library just to see how many games I have in it. And I'm almost afraid to look up because I know the number is gonna be big. <laughs> let me see. Hold on. So library-wise, I oh my god, five hundred and twenty-one games, and I can easily tell you of the five hundred and twenty-one games that are in my library, I've probably played about half of them. So let's see. Uh, I mean, granted, a lot of them I've gotten from uh, the whole um, like those humble bundles where you end up getting like six games for like three dollars, <laughs> you know. <laughs> So let's see, like, Seven Days to Die, I've definitely played. Abzu, never. Action Hank, never. Adrift, never. 
Age of Empires 2, the HD, yes. The Age of Empires 3, nope. <laughs> uh, the two Alan Wakes I have played, which, man, it's a shame that that studio shut down because Alan Wake was great. American Nightmare was even better. Uh, let's see. Alien vs. Predator, yep. Alpha Protocol, yep. Amnesia, The Dark Descent, no. Long to sleep? Nope. Arcanum? Nope. Argo? Nope. That's Arc. a lot of nopes, brother. Yeah, no, that's a lot of nopes in a row. Ark? Yes, I've played. Uh, Arma 2? Yes. Armello? Yes. Assault? Android? Cactus? Nope. <laughs> uh, awesome Nazi? Yes. Axiom Verge? Yes. And that's just the A's. <laughs> I, I went through what? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 12, 13, 19, 20, 21. 22 in the A's alone. Uh, let's see. Bastion, yes. All the Batman games, yes. Italian 1944, yes. Battleborn, yes. Battle Zone, yes. B Cop, no. First no of the Bs. Uh, Beholder, no. Siege, no. Big Pharma, no. Binary Domain, no. Binding of Isaac, yes. That's a great game for those folks. So, like, you can see, like, I have, like, Bioshock Infinite, yes. So there's a lot of stuff that I've I've gotten over time, and it's like, like, I have the two Blood Bowl games. Oh, my God. And I don't think I've ever played them. Uh, although I have heard, like, the Blood Bowl games, it's way better when you play it against people. Because, like, that has been, like, the two Blood Bowl games, they say it is it is the best representation of the, the tabletop game in a video game. Because it literally does the same thing. They're like, the only thing that it doesn't transmit over kind of well is the whole, the dice rolling for when you're doing the stuff. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So, like, the three Borderlands games, I've played all of them. Brawlhalla, I've played. Breath of Death 7, I believe I played. Brink, I did play. How many do you have total in your... Life. 521. 521. I have. Oh, okay. Like I said, I, I, I just, I've, I've got a, a bit <laughs> in there. And but, it's like, looking through this, uh, there's there's like a bunch of stuff. Like a lot of the stuff is a lot of indie stuff. Like I said, I've gotten it from the humble, the humble indie bundles where like you pay two, three bucks and you get like eight games, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, like I have three of the Company of Heroes games that I know I got those from a humble bundle. And I remember playing the original company, uh, Company of Heroes, which was a great game. You know, like Conan Exiles. I remember getting that when it came out because it was like intriguing. One of my goals is to get my retro gaming skills back. And, and the best thing about it, I'm going to stream it as I do it. So you get to see me get my ass handed to me while I play these old games. Woo! But maybe eventually I'll get some skills. Probably not. But, you know, hey. I'll put it this way. If you want to play a game that'll build your skills back up, if you don't own it already, Cuphead. Yeah, yeah. Cuphead, let me tell you, whoo, those boys made that game great. Because, man, that thing, I I remember playing, like, this is the thing that that gets me about Cuphead, is you sit there and you play the game, and it is a tough game. But the thing that that, that they make that's great in that game is the fact that when you die... They have that little bar where it shows you how far along the level you've gotten. Oh, yeah. So you can kind of, like, see, like, ah, I was right there at the end. Like, I think that was the most ingenious thing that they could have done. 
because it uh, for me it's kind of like the old uh the dark the dark souls game where it was like super hard game super frustrating game but man as you sit there and you started to figure out like how to kill this one guy and how to kill this other like you you felt like you were moving forward even though it was like a really really like tough game and that's kind of the one of the people that I, I follow now uh Red Sonja she speed runs that game and i was just Good watching Lord. it and i'm just like are you kidding me i'm like just burning through and i'm just like <laughs> like i can't kill one of the easy guys <laughs> let alone a boss oh man but that's like yeah that, for me it's like going through my library finding stuff to like just sit and play and like even if i play it for 10 minutes just to say okay i played it at least you know and if it's something really good then like all right i want to keep it um but that's that's like one of those things um i need to do like i, I like i said i i know a, me and a bunch of friends of mine got into um the elder scrolls online all of them have stopped playing so i still have my my character there i forgot what level i am in elder scrolls i'm probably in the teens if not more than that probably in the 20s yeah no i think i was like 28 or something like that um I'm pretty sure I was in the in the in the twenties. But that game was, was getting more and more interesting as well. I'm having fun with that, so you you'll still see me in that, but yeah, I'm trying to expand and do more, so Yeah. But that like that's the other thing, is like, you know, I had that I had that game and then like, you know, got off of it like I was playing WoW and I'm not playing WoW anymore. Um Okay, so now I'm like I'm scrolling through here in my in my uh, game library, and I've come across a game that like it's like I have to sit there and play. So Grand Theft Auto Five on PC. Ah. What I laugh about Grand Theft Auto Five is how many times I've restarted this game. So I picked up Grand Theft Auto Five when it was on PS3, and played through. I want to say the first main heist. Then I sat there and it sat and sat and sat. Got my PS4. It came out on PS4. I traded in my PS3 version. Bought the PS4 version. Started playing that. And then played through till I got to the point where I got to like the second heist that you do. And then it came out on PC and I'm like, well, I'm on my PC way more than I am on my PS4. So I traded in my PS4 version and got it on PC. And I literally have played it where I haven't even gotten to the second heist again. <laughs> from either I just like put it down and then I format my computer and then I have to start all over again because obviously the cloud saves for Steam don't hold your progression for that and it's just like man so I like I've been playing through it and playing through it. And I'm like I already know this part of the story blah 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 you know so it's like it's it's that's a game that I've heard like when you play through it it's a really good game um, and I just laugh at that because it's like God, I really need to sit there and play that Speaking of redemption games, No Man's Sky, everyone keeps telling me that I should pick that up, but I'm going to oh. wait till it's on sale or something. So, I, and I own that game because I, I picked that up when, when that launched. was super disappointed of it. But I, I think it was right after they released the next patch, I loaded that game back up. Let me tell you, it is, like, if you played the original game of of uh, No Man's Sky, 
and you were to load that game up today, you would sit there and be like, what in the world is this? It is so completely different in a good way. And I mean, now, when you look at that thing now compared to how it was when it first launched, now it looks way more like the E3 demo that they showed that first time. Like, that's how much they've changed that game. What's some of the, like, differences that you would notice right away? So, right away, all the planets look way nicer now than they did when they first came out. Um, And if you ever want to get a good idea of, like, what it looked like when it first came out, (laughs) do a Google search for No Man's Sky expectation versus reality, and you will laugh hysterically at that video. Um, because that was like that that's basically how they showed it off at E3. And then when they chose the reality of what it looked like, like that's what we got at launch, and people were like, What in the world is this? And then you look at the game now and it's like, wow, they really actually like made it, you know, made it to look like how they wanted to for E3. And that's the thing that's neat is they made it look like that. They made it now where you could you could customize how your character looked because that was the thing is in the original like when it first launched like you never knew what your character looked like. You can customize how it looked. The other finally big thing that they made is you can come across people in multiplayer. So you will come across people on the planets and you'll see them and you could you could play it in that sense of like play it like you know how Rust where it's like I'm gonna kill you and you could do that if you want to, you know. But it's it's really great. Like they made base building and all that. Like they just came out with another big patch not that long ago where they added in like planets that are mostly water. So you have to build your base underwater and stuff. Like it's 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 a completely changed game, man. Yeah, it's it's weird. I went on um whatchamacallit on Steam and yeah. it's like I remember, I mean, it was like Fallout seventy six levels of anger. Mm-hmm. And now you look and it's like mostly positive and I'm like, turn around. And it's like, on one hand, I'm, I'm happy to see something turn around because I always loved the idea. But I wonder now if more and more developers, publishers are going to be like, well, as long as I know we can upgrade the game, like ESO, maybe I can wait a year or two before it's popular and recoup our losses. It's like, well, I don't and, know. And that's, that's the problem is if you look at it like a game like ESO, they kind of like recoup from the backlash when it first came out. No Man's Sky has kind of done the same thing. But if you look at a game like that would never, ever happen to any game released by EA or Activision because they're all about that. We want our money back now. Right. And that's the type of thing where if they feel like, oh, this game was a failure, you're not going to have like what we talked about that one story before where you're not going to have the CEO or the president of the company be like, yeah, I'll take a pay cut. So that way we make our numbers. No, they're going <laughs> to yeah. be like, what studios do we own that we can just shut down? And that's it. Cause the CEO is going to collect his hundreds of millions of dollars and he don't care who goes hungry or who loses their job when they need to sit there and recruit. Oh my God. Money. Speaking of that, I know this is off topic, but man, I, I never want to. I don't. I don't even really want to delve into politics or off because that turns people off. But this isn't so much politics. It's just people. Walmart, like the Walmart family, where like each one of them. It isn't like oh, just God. a family. Each one of them are like multi multi millionaires. I think billionaire. They were holding a food drive, not for the homeless, not for you know just people, not for another country or place that's having a disaster, for their own employees. 
Oh Jesus! And I'm just hey. thinking to myself, wait. First of all, you owed you owed a, a company because they're the ones that own Sam's too, and yeah. they have the Walmart groceries. So you own a company that has all this food, plus you employ all these workers. And so, but you pay them so bad, you have to have a food drive for them. I know. Wow. Whoa, whoa. Ooh, we're up to three viewers, me being one of them, on the Twitch channel. Oh, <laughs> it still counts. It still counts. So we're up to three. It was one for a long time, which I figured it was me. <laughs> Whoever you lurkers are out there, thank you for joining us on Geek Salad. Yes. We're talking about video game redemption and uh, how rich people are destroying us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, like, so... But yeah, like that that was that that's one of those things where I feel a lot of uh of, of video came out and, and you're gonna see it more and more from the little independent developers that they're gonna release a game and they're they're like and I can un- totally understand why it happened with No Man's Sky is you had this tiny little studio that did a couple of really good games and then they're like, We have this vision and I mean, it was an amazing vision, but they didn't realize how much work was gonna do it, and I think where the for me, I feel with No Man's Sky, the fall of that was the moment that Sony was like, we're going to give you a bunch of money if you release it initially as a Sony exclusive. And this is why I feel that was the the, 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 the thing that caused all this thing for it. Why? Because they sat down, they gave them a bunch of money, they realized, like, cool, now we have plenty of funding that we can get our game going. And you know somebody from Sony walked in the door or called them on the phone and say, hey, when can you have this thing? When's the earliest possible time that you can have this thing ready? And you know they sat there and like a typical thing that will happen with programmers. And they're like, when can we have a stable build going? This and that. Yeah, we'll have it on blah, 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 whatever the release date was. And they're like, cool, cool. Thanks for letting us know. And then Sony went out and put a press release saying, hey, No Man's Sky is going to come out on this date. Yeah, it was kind of like a Nintendo thing. Like, yeah. No Man's Sky will be released on X, and it's like, oh. I'm Sony PlayStation exclusive on this day, and then that's when you can see, like, kind of Sean Murray was like, oh, yeah, it will be, you know? <laughs> and that's, I think, the problem that happens with a lot of these big these big games is they kind of tell them, like, when's the earliest that you can have this thing out? And they say, like, yeah, we could have a stable build in two months or three months. And they're like, cool. And then they announce this release date. And they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa what are you guys doing? You know? Have you seen Bandersnatch? No, I have not, but I heard it's amazing. Oh, okay. It's cool. It's funny. They actually have a little thing in that where it talks about releasing a game early or doing it by yourself. So it's actually yeah. cool. So it's 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 that's I think the thing that that's happening now is like you're having way too many of these like corporate guys are walking in and saying like you need to have it ready by this time and blah 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 and you know. And on the other hand, we have uh, what's his name, uh, Citizen Star Citizen, where it's gonna be. Oh my god! It'll be my great grandkids who will be playing it. Don't even get me started on that. <laughs> so if you remember, so 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 Vu from Red Eye, oh, Roger. Yeah. That's what he wanted for Christmas. He's like, oh, I've been watching Twitch streams and this and that, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, and that's what he wanted for Christmas. I got him a copy. You know, I gave him the money and he bought it. And he's been playing it. And I sat there and he's like, you know, oh, that. But he's like, the game looks amazing. And I'm like, yeah, but it's never coming out. (laughs) You know, they're going to keep adding stuff. They're never going to have like a real release date for it. And then he's like, yeah, like you can tell right now, it's like the servers aren't that stable and blah, 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 and this happens and that happens. So he was telling me of like a thing that happened. 
So apparently one of the things that you could do is there's a planet that you can go to and you can essentially buy a drug that gets made on this planet. And then he's like, if you can get to the planet, get the drug in your cargo hold and then leave the planet and leave the system and then go back to this different system where it's like a more starter area, you can essentially triple the amount of money that you get from it. He says, the problem is, is like you need people to go with you. He's like, he joined a group and they helped them do this. And he's like, you know, because there's people that just hang out in the system waiting for people to go down to the planet, load up on cargo and then fly out. And then they attack them, blow them up and then grab their cargo. And then they go in and basically sell it. He's like, the problem that ends up happening is a lot of the times what ends up happening is you go down to this planet, you load up the your cargo thing, and then you go to, to take off, and then the server crashes. Oh. And what ends up happening is you go back in, and the server crashes where it knows enough that you paid this money to get the, the, the stuff, but then it crashes before it recognizes, oh, you've already transferred all this, all this cargo into your cargo ship. Oh, So you lose the cargo, and you lose your money. So oh, he damn. was like, yeah, so he was like, yeah like that ended up happening to him where they went and he was he was already flying off the planet with the cargo and then the the server disconnected and it left him on the planet and his ship it teleported it back to his starting area which was away he's like so i'm stuck on this planet with no way of getting back to my ship He's like, luckily, the group that I played in, one of the guys came, picked me up, and we flew back to the starting area. He's like, what was even better that I wasn't expecting was that all the cargo was still there in the ship. <laughs> but he's like, so I was, luckily, I was able to sell it off and get my, you know, get triple my money back. And I'm like, buddy, you, I'm like, yeah. I was like, so tell me again, convince me again why I'm going to buy this game right now. Could you imagine writing or sending like an email about that? I am trying to smuggle drugs. <laughs> I bought the drugs and put I them in my the cargo hold, and now they're gone. But my money, I want my money back for my drugs. Like man, but you he said, I don't know if I ever told you this. Long time ago, um, I was working at, um, uh, it, it, I was working in healthcare. I was doing like uh, customer service, right? And they just started monitoring like everything you did, like any email you would send out. They would like mm -hmm. almost, they would read it. It was crazy. And I'm just a kid. Like, you know, I think I was like 19 or something. So I didn't care. And <laughs> we were talking about EverQuest. This was like the later days of EverQuest. <laughs> and we were talking about how there was a coup in our guild. So I'm still <laughs> sending an email. I'm sending an email. And I'm like, okay, I don't know. I, we got to stop this coup. We got to do whatever it takes. If we got to meet them out there and take them out, fine. And it's like, and I sent that, right? And the guy's like, okay. I get called down to HR. I have no idea why, though. You know, because it's not like it was immediate. It was like a couple hours later. It's like, oh, can you come see us in HR? I go down to HR, and the guy's like, listen, uh, we have security here. And I'm looking at <laughs> this big security guy standing there. And I'm like, oh, my God, what did I do? It's like, listen, we need to talk to you about this email because it's very disturbing. And we just want to know what kind of coup are you talking about? And who are you talking <laughs> about taking out? And I was just standing, because I didn't know this. Like, it wasn't like one of those things where your supervisor tells you, oh, we're monitoring you now, be careful. No, I didn't know. So yeah. when I wrote that, I had no idea they were reading it. And I'm like, it's a video game. And then the only reason why it kind of fixed things is because the so-called the security guy plays EverQuest. 
So I'm like, oh, no, it's an EverQuest thing to take it over the game. And the, and the HR guy's like, what? And he's looking at me. And then and then you just see, like, the security guy's eyes light up. He's like, oh, oh, yeah, that's right. That's why you mentioned Free Rot or something like that. And he's like, oh, no, it's okay. It's okay. He was, yes, he was talking about a video game. They're like, oh, don't, don't go in there and... And do that again. I'm like, That's okay. But it's funny. like, he thought I was trying to do what? Some government coup? And I'm sending it through an email. We're going to take over the government. Are you ready? Like, That's too on, funny. Man. Oh, man. That's too funny. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, my God. But, yeah. So, at least it's nice to know that we had good holidays. Oh, I, I will say this. I, I definitely will say we, we definitely have some news to talk about either on You Don't Get the Show or on the next Geek Salad. Speaking of big game companies, uh, oh. I don't know if you heard, and I'm <laughs> the fact that you just went, oh, oh. you probably know what I'm a yeah. Um Which actually, what the hell? I mean, we could talk about it quick. Hey, well, uh, yeah, whatever. We're live, man. We got people. We got three people got up people. in this. Uh, so big thing that, like, it. I, I will honestly say, it was shocking to me when I heard this, the fact that, Bungie and Activision split from their uh, contract that they had for Activision to publish um, Destiny, which was huge. Um, and they basically said, like, hey, we're going to self-publish from now on. Um, and I looked at it, and there was, like, a couple of things about it that when I looked at it, I said, you know, these guys were smart, where when they signed the contract way back when in 2010... That they were like, hey, if you know, at the end of this contract, we keep all rights to the the uh, the Destiny IP. Smart on their part. And what I laugh at is when you sit there and you look at what the original Destiny was, what Destiny Two has essentially become of just like a minefield of microtransactions. Like you know, that was all oh, all yeah. Activision Blizzard. Oh that. yeah, yeah. And, Call of Duty was a good example because oh god yes there. yeah they sat there and they released a game no microtransactions and then like three months later like whoop there they are you know like they mm. caught everybody with them but one of the things that it's like that 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 gets me about this is like wow like and 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 the thing that was huge that they said like this this goes to show you how it is they're like when Bungie separated from Microsoft. They said, like, all the employees in the office pop champagne and celebrated. And they were saying that when they finally were, like, confirmed, like, yep, we're splitting off from producing from, you know, having uh, Activision B produce our games, they pop champagne again. So that goes to show you how, how they're all about their game to yeah. the point where they sat there and they're like, you know, we've heard all the all you people. We know what we want to do with our game and this and that. And, and this thing, now that we're separating, now we can make the game that we wanted to make. And that's huge because you know right now, everybody, like, there's two things. Number one, everyone's all excited and they're so looking forward to what Destiny 3 is going to be. But at the same time, that's going to put a lot of pressure on them. To really come out with a great game for Destiny Three, everyone always talking about how things need to break up, and it's it's funny because people cheer, including myself, when Disney got the Fox, you know, stuff because we want to see oh, X Men yes. and all that. You want, oh. but on the other hand, when you hear that Comcast is buying this, and you hear that you know this company is merging with this, it's like it is it's not good. So it's like I I don't know. Yeah. 
I guess it has to be somewhere in the middle where, of course, you have big companies, and if someone wants to sell you their company, fine. But you still need to have that competition because, man, gamers, we just can't keep taking it like this where we, we get all hyped up for a game and they're like, here, have this, and maybe we'll fix it in a year. Whatever. Right. Like, that, that that's a big thing. So, like, I, I'm, I'm at the same time, like, I, I, I remember, like, well, what the hell? Like, they, they were smart in where they gave everybody Destiny for free on the PC just to build up the player base. And I played it a bit, and I'm like, yeah, but it's, it's Destiny, yeah. you know? <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, hey, we'll see. Like, they, if they can sit there and take this IP and and make something great out of it, it'll be awesome. Because, I mean, it is a, it is a pretty interesting story and game and everything like that. So we'll, we'll just have to see. Yeah, gaming is changing in 2019. I mean, you got oh, Heroes yeah. of the Storm going down, basically. Yeah, that's another huge I mean, thing. I remember the one that came out for Warner Brothers that had, like, all the Supermans and stuff. Yes, it was pretty much an almost like identical oh, clone God, I, to League of Legends. But I, I like that game. I like that game, yeah. I was about to say, when I heard that they were shutting that down, I was like, oh, man, really? Oh, God, what was the name of that one? It was like... It has something to do with Infinity Crisis, because I know that you could get... Oh, who is that? Oh, Ash Rizm subscribing. Look at that. Uh -huh. Oh, we're up to six, people. <laughs> oh, man. That's what I'm talking about. Thanks for the follow, Ash. Um, um, let me see. What was yeah, that? Yeah, man, that, that game In, was awesome. Yeah, it was called Infinite Crisis. Infinite Crisis, yeah. See? Yeah. And it was cool because it was like... Okay, I'm gonna play regular Superman. Oh, I'm playing Cyborg Superman. Oh, I'm playing Red Sun Superman. And I was like, to me, I just thought that there was a lot they could do. I thought a mistake was copying pretty much League exactly. Yeah, it was, but yeah. I thought they should have tried their own maps and tried to be a little more distinct. Yeah. But I liked that game, and it's like uh, Heroes. I liked Heroes. I thought, yes, it's different than League, but I thought it was good enough to be different. I thought, hey. You don't have to know every single item. You don't have to go shopping before. Yes, it's more casual. It's more easier. I get it. But at least I thought, damn, you know, at least with this game, you'd be able to enjoy it. And I love the different map, the dynamics. Oh, we not only do we have to get to the enemy side, but we have to kill the boss or release this. Or And it's like, yeah. nope, now it's going down. I, I, I don't get it. I really don't understand. League is a great game, so I don't want to make <sighs> anyone think I'm hating on League. League is great. But I don't understand where it's like it can't coexist when it's so separate from League because it has all its own map dynamics. Yeah, my, my, my two go-to heroes in that were Cyborg and uh, the Batman Noir. I oh, think yes. Was the, oh, oh, the Gaslight, Gaslight Batman, right? Gaslight Batman, yeah. yeah. Dude, his ultimate, that shockwave thing they used to shoot, oh, my God, that was insane. Yeah. I like the Joker too. He throw out yeah, the little... Joker. The the regular Joker was great. The Gaslight Joker was crazy. Yeah. He reminded me of um, oh, he reminds me of the Butcher from uh, Heroes of the Storm because he used to have that. Uh, oh yeah, yep. Yeah, he had the thing with the the gas. I remember that you could throw it out and it would blow up. Um, who else? Did, like regular Batman was eh. Green Lantern. I remember was eh. Um, there was one of the Wonder Womans. I forgot which one she was called. She was great, too. She had the lasso where you could throw it super far, just grab someone from almost yeah. anywhere. Yeah, oh, my God. It's like one of those things that we have to go look like all oh, the characters in Infinity Crisis. Yeah, now, now you got me that. It's like, let me see. There was, they got to have the... Uh, there was uh, one of the Blue Beetles. I think it was the newer one with uh, Reyes in it. 
Um, that one, that blue beetle was pretty cool. I think his uh, ultimate was like shooting like some kind of hyper beam, almost like uh, Iron Man. But that oh was yeah, cool. that's right. I'm trying to remember what in the world. Honestly, though, I liked Dominion the most on yes. that one. That was the that was the best play mode to me. Like their standard one, which was kind of like the um, the legal uh, legend clone. Even though yes. Dominion was a clone too, but <laughs> it's yeah. like I enjoyed that one. Yeah, they had the Dominion mode. They had the uh, yeah, so it was like the different different monster like Crime Alley, Gotham Divided, Gotham Heights, Coast City. Uh, let me see. So your characters were. So you had Aquaman. You had Atrocitus, which was the leader of the Red Lanterns. Oh, Red Lanterns, yes. Mm -hmm. And you had Batman, Blue Beetle, Catwoman, Cyborg, Doomsday, Flash, Green Arrow, Green Lantern, Harley Quinn, Hot Girl. They had Crypto, really? Oh, yes. I don't even remember Crypto. They had Lex Luthor. I remember Poison Ivy. Poison Ivy was her. She was like tricky because I remember you had the. She was similar to like that, um, oh, that one League of Legends character, the one that had the like the vines because you could throw the vines on the ground, you could grab people. I remember. Oh that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Robin, Shazam had Sinestro, Solomon Grundy, Star Sapphire, Star Girl, Star Supergirl, Swamp. That's right, Swamp Thing. I forgot. They had Joker, Wonder Woman, and Zatanna, and then they had the different versions of those. God, I remember that game so bad. Holy crap. Yeah, characters from Prime Earth, Arcane Earth. Yeah, Arcane Earth, they had the Arcane Green Lantern, Arcane Supergirl. Atomic Earth, they had Atomic Green Lantern, Atomic Joker, Atomic Poison Ivy, Atomic Wonder Woman. Yeah, that's right. The Atomic... The the uh, Joker Atomic Earth, it was like his head in a glass jar across, uh, on top of that big creature. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they had Gaslight Batman, Gaslight Catwoman, and Gaslight Joker. Which I remember, Gaslight Joker was the big fat one that he had the the apron on. Yeah. Mecha Earth, they had Mecha Superman, Mecha Wonder Woman. That, I think that was the one that was really good. Mecha Wonder Woman was really powerful. Oh, that's right. The Nightmare Earth, they had the Nightmare Batman, oh, Nightmare, yeah. Superman, Nightmare Superman. The Nightmare, Nightmare Superman, Superman was yeah. creepy. Yeah, Nightmare Superman was, that was nasty. Yeah, that is crazy. I don't know. I just thought that that game had a lot of potential. I just think it needed it to did. just redo it. Like I almost thought that they should have went the uh, Heroes of the Storm route and gave you really unique maps that yeah. that maybe matched the city. Like if it yeah. really did look like Gotham and you were going around doing things in there, that would be cooler. But unfortunately, yeah, maybe remember- if it came out today, it'd still be around. Yeah, that that was the thing because I remember one of the things in the. Um, in one of the levels, or it was like Gotham or one of the cities or Metropolis, like it would have the cars, and if you attacked the cars, the cars would blow up and it would do damage to people around them. Like that was another thing that that I remember um, that you could do. That was that was um, that was like unique to the um, to the game itself, because that was like one of the things that they didn't do in like in any of like the league or any of the other MOBAs where it was like they, they didn't have things that you could attack and blow it up. Because I remember one time I was playing where I was playing Gaslight Batman and I knew there was somebody in this like one area 
and I shot my ultimate out towards them. And they just missed my ultimate, but they were in between two cars, and my ultimate hit both cars and blew them both up. And oh, I yes. ended up getting the kill because of that. And I was yeah. like, what? And I thought I hit him with the ultimate. And it wasn't until I ran in by the area where it was that I realized the two cars were destroyed. I'm like, oh, that's how I killed him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I remember because he cursed me out in the chat. Like, man, it's messed up that you killed me like that. <laughs> oh my god, you just you just talk about a throwback. Good lord. That's what we do here. <laughs> oh man, oh man. But yeah, guys, that just about wraps up our latest Geek Salad. Hope you guys enjoyed it, especially you guys watching on Twitch. I, I think it was uh, a success because we're very, very new at doing this. Yes. And this is our first stream of the show. So, you know, getting our, we topped out at six people. I, I That's a success. I'm Got not out here... Follower? Yeah, I'm not out here expecting tons of people following us when we don't even have a schedule yet. But uh, this was fun, so I think we can keep doing these. We can keep doing this, and what's good is we can always do a little after the show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, guys, so we do this. We try to do this about once a week for you guys. We hope you guys enjoy it. Um, like and subscribe. Uh, because we, we correct me if I'm wrong, this will go up onto the YouTube channel, I suppose. Yes, it still okay. will be on YouTube and in podcast form. So you can find it iTunes, Stitcher, any place you get podcasts, we're there, even Spotify. Ooh, we've gotten, man, we're upgrading. We're hey, on Spotify. Know, in 2019, now. baby, we're taking over. We're rolling now. We're streaming. All right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, guys, as always, uh, subscribe. Uh, we have other great shows that we do on the Obsolete Gamer Network, so don't be shy and uh, just come on for Geek Salad or for You Don't Get the Show. We do a whole bunch of uh, shows, so we hope you enjoy those as well for you. Um, but uh, other than that, um, stand by for you guys that are watching on Twitch. We will do a bit of the after the show. Um, which if you guys, uh, through YouTube, you won't probably see the after the show, so you will have to come and watch a stream when we do. We'll probably get a more solid uh, scheduling going once we figure out what we're doing here. Because um, exactly. as I say, we're doing it live, baby. Do it Just live! It as we go. <laughs> um, but thanks once again, guys, for coming on uh, and watching the show. We appreciate every all the comments that you guys leave for our videos. We will um, respond to those if you do leave them. Um, but as always, I'm your host, Randy, for Geek Salad. This is Jose. Peace. Peace out. Well, all right. Well, at least now we can continue the after the show. Yes, uh, that, we'll... that concludes the recorded section that goes up on podcasts and uh, YouTube. It goes we're on YouTube. still here. We're still here. Now we can get raunchy. Okay. <laughs> and if anybody lurking want to ask us some questions, go ahead. Type something. Type <laughs> Don't something. be shy. We'll see, we'll see it and we'll respond. Um, but yeah, like the, the, I, I will honestly say, like I was, I was really shocked at the whole Destiny news. But at the same time, it was like good for them because hey, they got to do what they got to do to get that game out. Like I, what I laugh about that news is the audacity that Activision has to say. Where a lot of the games where they are like, oh, these things were were a non-success for us, and it's like, how many games do you guys want to sell? Like, especially when you're like. You know, you look at Call of Duty, cost them like two hundred fifty million to make, and in their first three days they made five hundred million. And they're like, "Oh, if it was a failure!" I'm like, "Dude, seriously?" And what I want to know is, is that okay? And this is the same thing that irks me about how they do bonuses or something in a work. 
So I understand if you're a gigantic company, but I've seen this in tiny companies. So let's say a tiny company comes out with a product and people like it, right? And then when it's time to review how the year went, they're like, oh, wow, we sold, we did pretty well, blah, blah, blah. It's a good year, right? So the next year, they don't come out with anything new. It's just whatever, same old, same old. And then when it gets time for the talk about bonuses, oh, well, we didn't, we didn't hit our expectations. My question is, are your expectations made based on the year that you released something good on a new year where you didn't release anything? So is that what, what these companies are doing? It's like, okay, we keep releasing the same old crap over and over and over. But we're going to make expectations, expecting more and more people to eat up the crap. And when they don't, we're going to say, oh, we didn't meet expectations. Where are you getting these expectations from? Yeah, I mean, when you sit there and you look at it, like, look at all those, um, the stories that they talked about, how, like, their bonuses were based on what their Metacritic score was. Yeah. So they had to make a really great game to get their, you know, to get their bonus. Or like you said. Or pay off the critics. (laughs) Right. But... It's it's one of those simple things where like they keep coming out with these games for company wise they're always expecting a certain percentage over but let's let's face facts like you come out with a hit game a year or two years later you come out with a sequel to that game of course you're going to see growth over that eventually like you say if they keep coming out with the same old same old which is starting to happen I mean I felt like it's it's been happening for a long time with Call of Duty I will honestly think Call of Duty Black Ops 4 is, is the first, I feel, complete change of how they used to make the game. Like, granted, they did the stupid thing where they took away the single player, which is a lot of people didn't. You're eventually going to hit a point where you're going to hit a plateau. Like, you're going to even out. You're not going to continue to get more and more people buying the game. Because eventually, people are going to sit there and look at it and go, like, oh, it's the same thing with a new skin. Nah, I'm okay. I'll wait till it goes on sale. You know, and that's where I think that these companies just like they're all about the like, we got to make the numbers go up. We got to do this. We got to do that. It's kind of the same thing with the smartphone market or any other market. Like they're going to plateau out. Like you're not going to have a like I read an article the other day where they were talking about how like Apple's finally realizing like, hey, people are not upgrading their phones year to year. And like, yeah, guess why? Because of the cost of the stupid phone. Yeah, and you see that phone companies aren't subsidizing them the same way, so they want to charge you. They they basically want you to have it almost like a forever payment, where it's mm-hmm. like I'm going to. So not only am I paying whatever sixty seventy dollars a month for my phone service, but then I'm paying twenty thirty dollars a month for the phone forever. Mm-hmm. I never own it. And it's like, but then after maybe a year or two, oh, well, trade it in and we'll only add $5 more, but you'll get the brand new. People are getting tired of that. And I mm-hmm. think that that's a good analogy because that's what's going to happen with games. I think what's happening is you see a lot of people that there's certain games they want to play, but with everyone's work schedule and things getting busy, they'll say to themselves, you know what? I'm going to wait until it's, it's you know, the gold edition. I'm going to wait till all the DLCs are added. I'm going to wait till it's on sale. I mean, look what mm-hmm. happened with 76. I felt like an idiot paying full price, and the next thing you know, it sucks, and they drop it like half price. Yeah. You know, a few weeks later, you know, Battlefront Two, they just had it on sale for like ten bucks over the holidays. So it's like I didn't have to play all these games as soon as it comes out. And more and more people are going to be like that as time. You're always going to have the people that want to buy the things right then, right there. But there's going to be more and more people be like, you know what? I'm going to wait. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like. Like I so I, I I used the whole cell phone thing as my example. Like I had, I had a iPhone six for two and a half years, almost three. 
before I jumped to the eight. And it was because like looking at it, like there really wasn't anything that made me say like, I need to buy that new phone, you know? And now that I have my eight, it's like, yeah, there's nothing on these phones that are coming out. That's going to make me want to jump, jump ship and get a new phone. Even the commercials look less like they'll make an entire commercial because it has facial recognition or something, or you could put a background behind your face. And it's like, I can do that with Snapchat and stuff for years. That has always been Apple's MO when it comes to the, to the, a lot of their commercials is they give you a commercial without like putting the main focus on the product. They more do like a something. So like, Oh, it's about creating whatever, you know, but it's it's funny because like I read this article that they're talking. It's like they're starting to notice like people are not jumping on year to year because when you look at the upgrades from one year to the next, like you're getting these very minimalistic upgrades. Like oh, I get a little bit faster processor, and now the now the phone sees my face instead of my fingerprint. Like you know, and, and to the point where a reviewer that I saw said he was like, dude, when the ten came out, he was like, you've gotten us conditioned. To using our fingerprint for everything, and now you're changing that. Like, yeah. what are you guys thinking? You know, I remember the whole microphone jack fiasco. Oh God, yes. <laughs> and it's funny because now, now uh, I forgot what it was, but they were. I just read an article a little while ago that they talked about how, with the failure of USB-C headphones, like we may see the resurgence of the headphone jack because, you know, nobody was getting headphones that have the USB-C in them. Oh. So, but it's crazy. Like, it's gotten to a point nowadays. Like, it's just seeing how the the whole, how the um, like the whole industry itself, especially with the whole like now it's gotten crazy, especially with like all these like trade embargoes and this and that and blah blah blah. And, um, it's it's getting crazy to the point where seeing how technology itself is just the prices are going up. This is going up. That is going up. Um, it's it's really really sad just to see how how it's getting there, um, and it's 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 messing up everything. Like I feel like it's it's getting harder. Like you said, like companies are just so desperate to like get back their their investment that they're just trying to do everything that they can. To get every little dollar, and they don't care how they do it, you know? and especially since they're going to get their money anyway. You yeah. know, it's like in the end, the people be like, "Oh, I didn't get a bonus either because we didn't reach our mark." BS. You got something. It's the yeah. little workers that got nothing. Yeah, and, and and that's the that that's the thing that I look at is you know I I completely agree with you is they're going to make their money because everybody knows somebody that. It doesn't matter how crappy the Call of Duty is year to year. There's people that they're they that as soon as they announce it, they go out and they pre-order it. Yeah, yeah. you know. And it's like, and if you look at me, like I like we discussed this a bunch of times on the show. It's like I've I you have two games, Battlefield and Call of Duty, and you have people that are diehard Battlefields and people that are diehard Call of Duties. And I've always been a diehard Battlefield. I will buy Battlefield no matter what. How crappy it is or whatever, I've always liked their games. And there's and it's funny because there's been versions of the game that I've bought it and I'm like, ooh, I should have waited. You know, like if you look at it, like I love Battlefield 3. Loved Battlefield 4. Hardline was garbage. It was a flaming <laughs> yes, garbage yeah. pile. 
<laughs> but I still. But the funny thing is, is that even even with as bad as as Hardline was, they did stuff in Hardline that you could see they evolved it into the newer the newer battlefields. Like you know the Hardline, but the positive that I think they had with Hardline was, oh, as you played, you gained experience, which was like money, and then you use that money to buy whatever weapons you you wanted. I liked. Like like that fact of it because it was like oh I don't have to sit there like Battlefield three and Battlefield four and grind for a million hours just to unlock this gun for the assault class like I could literally go into assault and say I want this gun I'm gonna save up the fifteen hundred bucks and boop there you go now I have unlocked it with XP and I can start using right yeah and they've actually followed that forward with all the battlefields after that Battlefield one they made it where you got merits and then you sat there with your class like you just had to play enough under that one class to get to like let's say level 10 and then you could buy that one gun like you didn't have to unlock it by grinding out and i thought that was great um and like now with battlefield 5 everyone's like oh it's a half a game of blah blah blah. yep it is but you know what they you could see like i know for a fact that was not dice's decision to release the game that how it was like that that was ea wholeheartedly that was oh yeah 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 because if you look at every single every single battlefield prior to that man they did not release it until they were like this thing's ready to go you know so that was all ea right there because they knew oh a new call of duty's coming out and they're changing the game we gotta sit there and come out with one and it's like that, and I mean, and, and like I said, I've never been a Call of Duty person. I've, I, I will honestly tell you, probably other than Black Ops Four, the only other Call of Duty game I bought was either the original Black Ops. I don't even think I got Black Ops Two. I think I did Modern Warfare Two. Yeah, I, it was either whichever one's newer of between either Black Ops or Modern Warfare Two or Three. That was so. I didn't get the 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 modern warfare that when it went into space, which I yeah, think that was, I which I think that was either three or four. I don't even know. Did they do a four? I don't even know. I, I think I, they I come out with so many now. I forgot. <laughs> it's been so long. I forgot. Ah, hold on. Uh, I literally. I don't know if I. <laughs> I jumped out by mistake. Oh. <laughs> Um, because I hit the thumb button that was the backwards on the thing. I'll find out now. Yep, I literally. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, let me see. Right. See, Modern Warfare. They did a Modern Warfare three. I don't think they did a, a Modern Warfare four. Oh no, they did me. Oh, yeah, they did do a modern... No, that's Call of Duty Modern Warfare. I don't, I don't think they... I don't think they did a Modern Warfare 4. So yeah. 3 was probably the one that they went into space. I didn't get that one. So, uh, yeah, so it was either Modern Warfare 2 or Black Ops. I think I did 2. Black Ops 2... Let me see. Because if I read... I'll, I'll know if I got it if it was like based on the story. Because it's a different time in the 1980s and 2025. So I didn't get Black Ops 2. 
Because I remember the Black Ops that I got was the one that was strictly like in the 80s and stuff like that. Ah. So I didn't get Black Ops 2. So it was it was either Black Ops or Modern Warfare 2. Whichever one was the newer one, that was the one I got. Which, looking at this, Black Ops 2 was November 2012. Call of Duty... Modern Warfare 2 came 2014. So 2014 was... So the Modern Warfare 2 was the last one, other than Black Ops 4 that I got. And I will say this, like, the the thing that got me to buy Black Ops 4, funny enough, wasn't the multiplayer, wasn't the zombies. It was Blackout. And I feel that that made me buy that game because... I love PUBG, but it's it like even as long as that PUBG has been out, it still feels like an unfinished game. And I love Fortnite, but I I am horrific and I hate the building aspect of it. Yeah. So yeah. when I played, when I sat there and I played the the beta of Blackout and saw like holy crap, this is like the speed and intensity of Fortnite. But the polish and everything of PUBG, I was like, I'm sold. I'm like, I'll, I'll probably never play PUBG again. You know, and it, it was it was amazing. Like, I, as a matter of fact, me and I like, I I started playing with a, a buddy of mine that he got he really got into PUBG. He really liked PUBG, and I, like I started playing Blackout and playing Blackout, and I'm like, man, if you love PUBG as much as you love it, like I was like, you are gonna love Blackout. And I got it for him for Christmas, and literally we've been playing it. And he's like, "Holy crap, this is just so much better!" And I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> I'm like, I, I literally don't know how how people like still enjoy it. And I mean, it's funny because we started playing, and you could see how horrible we were. And like, we've been playing for a couple of weeks now, and we've gotten so much better at that game. And man, like, we haven't won yet. Like, it is it's eventually coming. We're gonna win, but it's like, oof. That game, man. I'm gonna have to start playing so I can get better. Ugh, it's it's yeah. Like if you, if you ever want to do it, like you and me, we'll jump in and play. Cause let me tell you, it is such a fun game to play. But uh, all right, so we're gonna do a cool thing since we're done with the stream. We're going to invade another streamer with our three followers. <laughs> 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 and. Uh, a good friend of ours, uh, Retro Therapy, is up there streaming, so let's uh, invade his. We're going to do a little switch over and then invade it. This will be the first time I actually ever did invade. So Oh, this would be funny. I'm not even I've, sure how that, how it works exactly. I, I've I know he ignores it. It, it. it tells him, but... Yeah, yeah. because if you start hosting him, it'll tell him. But I laughed. I laugh at like the uh, the whole... I crack up at when, if you've ever seen, what's his name, uh, Shroud do that to somebody. It is the funniest thing ever, dude. Because, you know, like Shroud pulls in three, four, five thousand viewers. And he sat there, like right now he's got 30,000 viewers watching him play Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. And he's he's done that where sometimes he'll be like up late at night and he'll have like 15,000 people watching him. He's like, all right, let's go invade something.